Have all four sidekicks ever been in the same place at the same time? Don't call us sidekicks. Not after today. Sorry. First time at the hall. I'm a little overwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. Freeze was underwhelmed. Why isn't anyone ever just whelmed? Welcome to episode 87 of the Geek Generation. Brian Lipsitz is over the Skype. Unfortunately, Mike Volpe is not here today, but we'll make do because we have a lot to talk about anyway. Um, so E3 happened, and just I don't want to completely ignore it, but uh, we are going to be talking about E3 in an upcoming episode with a special guest who is actually there. So I'm very excited about that. So this week's not going to be a lot of E3 news, but there's still so much news out there that it's kind of ridiculous. But before we get to all that, uh, Brian, you saw Prometheus this I weekend. Did. How did you like it? Because I'm hearing very mixed reviews. Um, yeah, that's the thing. I, I yeah, exactly. I've seen the same thing. It's either you, it's, it's like almost like you either love it or you hate it. And um, I think it depends on what you're looking for when you see it. Like I think a lot of people were expecting something that they didn't get. I thought it was very well done. I I thought it was um, it served as on its own as well as you know filled in some blanks for Alien, where I think other people were expecting it to just be. Uh, complete. Okay, this is how we got to Alien, and mm-hmm. um, what they kind of—it was brilliant. And I'm not going to uni spoilers. They brilliantly did a kind of split at the end of the movie where you can take this franchise in a direction, and can, yet you still have the Alien stuff that's happening. You know what I mean? So that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I I liked it, but I can see where other people thought it was just you know rehashed stuff or re. But I I I thought it was very heavy in mythology and. Oh, and you know, religious over. There's a lot of stuff in there that you don't just. It's you don't really take for face value. There's a lot of more in-depth stuff, and I thought it was really well done. It was a little slow in the beginning, but mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was good. I so. thought it might be, yeah, just looking at the the way that everything tends to move in the trailers and stuff. That it exactly, might be yeah. Bit. So, but no, it, it once it get once it picks up, it's and there's there's actually a really creepy scene that freaked me out so oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 if you if you're a fan of getting freaked out at the movies go see this movie. oh good <laughs> i'm actually not a huge alien fan and that's why i haven't seen it yet but yeah. i do i really like damon lindelof's writing yeah and that's what is gonna make me go see it eventually yeah i uh actually went and saw snow white and the huntsman the other night and how was that instead of prometheus <laughs> I, I know that's probably like geek sacrilege that i'm going ah. and skipping prometheus to go see snow white <laughs> but uh, there there are mixed reviews out there about that too. So it is it, the movies that are out right now are just very like one way yeah. or the other, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, I think they they falsely advertised it as Snow White being this warrior type character mm-hmm. when she really only puts on the armor and stuff and does the army thing towards the end of the movie, and she's not like trained or anything, which is also strange. They didn't do like a training montage, which I expected. <laughs> But she all of a sudden she can sword fight. So it's there's there's a little there's some strange stuff in there. It's not they didn't make her like a crazy sword fighter, but yeah. I guess it was still within a somewhat realistic uh setting. But 
overall, I didn't hate it. I thought it was very well grounded and as much as reality as a fairy tale can be, you know, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to be way better than Mira Mira was. And I didn't even have to see that to know that, <laughs> but it's, I wasn't disappointed with it. I, I went in with hmm. kind of a low expectation and it was, it was again, kind of slow, I guess, kind of like Prometheus was, yeah. but um, it was a little slow. It didn't have to be over two hours. It was overall not terrible. So, but there, I will say, and people criticizing Kristen Stewart as being the cast for Snow White. I don't think it's a casting against her beauty. I think she's, I think she's hot. But, um, and I actually to have someone that would have been like glamorous beauty mm-hmm. would have been too much, I think. So it did kind of like fit that gritty aesthetic that they were going for. And visually, if you want to go just for the special effects, the visuals are awesome. That's cool. Yes, yeah, so they really did well there. But the uh, the thing that's funny about Kristen Stewart is that she has such like non-emotional reactions to things sometimes. <laughs> so there are two like parts in the movie where she's reacting to the huntsman that you're just like, <laughs> your reaction is not human. Like, what are you doing? You can tell that like, her real self kind of came through and took place the character at certain parts. You're, like, you're such a hollow human being. At least it feels that way. How many um, times did she bite her lip or twirl her hair? Or <laughs> I didn't pay a ton of attention to that, but I'm sure it was there. Um, and it's funny. There's actually a sequel moving forward already. Uh, yeah, I was just going to mention that. Yeah, I was surprised. They already greenlit a sequel, which I was like, wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive. The movie's like just came out and they're already a sequel. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And the rumors are saying that the follow up would focus primarily on the Huntsman. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I don't know how that's going to be. I, they clearly left an opening, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm like, they wrapped up the fairy tale aspect. Gotcha. So anything they're doing, I'm unfamiliar with if there's anything that comes after that I story. Th- I don't think there was. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm right. not, you know, up on that so stuff. So if but, they do, it would be original yeah. content, I assume. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. So I would actually recommend for people to see it, even just for mm. just the visual. It was very, like, artsy and stuff. So it was kind of cool. cool there. All right. New releases. June 12th on Blu-ray. Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows is out on Blu-ray. Nice. Which uh, was good, but I don't know. I'm kind of out of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, it was good, but it wasn't great. Like yeah. I saw it, but I don't think I would ever want to go and own it. Uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance, which we oh, loved. <laughs> One of the worst movies of all time. If you ever so want to see bad. a crappy movie, don't. <laughs> so bad. Uh, I honestly lost track of the fact that Superman vs. the Elite is coming out on Tuesday already. I didn't either. I saw that the other day, and I'm like, when did they even uh, honestly the animation to it looks kind of weird yeah i don't like the jay leno chin no it's all like very cartoony and like i'm i don't i don't i don't know yeah and it's weird saying that a cartoon is cartoony but well no yeah yeah, but you know what i mean it's It's, exaggerated cartoony yeah Yeah. exactly yeah i'm still gonna buy it because i buy all yeah (laughs) yeah but it's just i don't know most of the releases I haven't been disappointed by, except for the Superman ones. <laughs> looking, at, looking at uh, Doomsday was mediocre. Yep. Um, I didn't care for All-Star Superman. That's the only one I don't like out of all of yeah. them. Uh, I mean, what this is going for, it's based on probably one of the best Superman stories ever written, which is, you know, it's based on Action Comics uh, number 775, which, you know, means nothing to anyone. But um, it's it's a great story of, you know, why Superman is still relevant when they have all these these heroes that kill and are, you know, aggressive and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of Wolverine Punisher like. And what does Superman do when there's when does he feel like when he feels like he doesn't matter anymore? And I, I'm hoping that they 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 did a good job adapting the story because the story is phenomenal. So it was a one shot comic. Oh, OK. So, well, so we'll see cool. if they did a good job or not. But yeah. 
uh, Entourage, the complete eighth and final season, which I don't watch. So I don't no. either. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, video games, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yeah, a lot of people looking forward to that. I I haven't really seen like read much about it, but I know a lot of my friends are like excited and pre-ordered it, and there's a lot of a lot of um, buzz about it. So. Well, it looks interesting, and for the geek uh, geek gamers, uh, James Gunn was the writer of it. So yeah. that yep. alone is selling it to a lot of people. And, and Michael Rosenbaum does a, a, a voice in it, and uh, so yes. does someone else that I can't remember. Yep. Uh, new releases on June 19th on Blu-ray, Project X, which we have given our thoughts on. Uh, <laughs> I, I forget, a couple episodes back, I gave my feelings on that. It's funny, yep. too, because I keep talking to um, the, the hot chick from Project X, Alexis yep. Knapp. And uh, I've, I've actually spoken to her on Twitter a couple of times, and they're all funny exchanges. I want to have her so bad on the show because she is a huge geek. It's just ridiculous. Like, I talked to her about Star Trek more than anything. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Big Miracle, which was that, like, feel-good whale movie. Oh, God. I didn't even remember that existed. It's, you know, oh, yeah, that movie. Uh, Wanderlust, which was the Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston that bomb comedy. Started. Yeah. I've heard it's good. Yeah, but it was also like the third movie or something where they were like Jennifer Anderson's gonna be nude, and then last <laughs> second they were like, oh, never mind. She even shot the scene, but really, her, yeah, her current wow. her current boyfriend or past boyfriend, I don't even know because she changes so often, yeah. is uh, someone else in the movie. And after they like got together as a couple, they asked the editors or the director or someone to take the nude scene out. <laughs> So th- that's why it bombed. I think people are just getting burned by that. Oh, like, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I honestly, I guarantee that was a lot of the people like, oh, I just want to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't dangle that nudity carrot every time yeah. and then pull it away last second. It was the same thing with horrible bosses. It was the same thing with. Um, oh, yeah. The, well, yeah, you're right. The breakup with Vince Vaughn. It was the same thing. Like, it's been going on for years, obviously. Uh, Jeff, who lives at home, is on there, uh, <laughs> which was. Kind of an indie release with uh, Jason Siegel and Ed Helms, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard I heard about that. Yeah, I didn't end up really reading much about it, but I've heard of it. And June nineteenth, another video game that snuck up on us. Even though I've been geeking out over it, Lego Batman Two DC yeah. Superheroes is coming out now. Wait. I wonder. I don't know how the multiplayer works on this. Mm-hmm. Like, if if this is multiplayer PS three where we can play online. I'd so be willing to buy it so that we could play online together. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, I, I usually get them for the computer. Yeah. Because I don't know why I just do, but I would totally get this one if I could play online multiplayer, which I don't know I if I think you can. that's what happened. I mean, as I'm not mistaken, was the last one, Pir- or Harry Potter, Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm pretty sure that's yep. how it works. You basically play co op over the, the PS network. So. Oh my God. If, sure. if it is, I'm so buying this one. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm like 99% sure. So. We'll, we'll do the research and we'll get back yeah. to the audience on that one. <laughs> All right, let's geek out then. Yay! You are up first, sir. All right, I got a lot of <laughs> collectible and toy news, which we usually don't cover on here, but uh, it's all about San Diego Comic-Con. The oh, exclusives cool. were announced, so right. I got to geek out. So um, they finally released the details of what the exclusives are for San Diego Comic-Con this year um, for Hasbro. And uh, I went last year, and that was one of my favorite parts of going. And I'm not going this year, sadly. But um, they have a really cool G- – once again, last year they started a G.I. Joe Transformer crossover toy where they had a G.I. Joe airplane uh, colored like Starscream. And it came with Cobra Commander with Megatron and Gunform. Okay. And this year they have a tank, uh, a Hiss tank painted like Shockwave oh, that, wow. comes, that comes with Destro. And uh, they have a battle android trooper that's painted like a Constructicon, and it comes with Energon cubes. Oh, nice. 
<laughs> they also have um, what was the other thing? They announced uh, uh, this is ridiculous a four foot long super helicarrier from the Avengers movie for the three uh, three and quarter inch. Uh, Marvel Universe figures that comes with an exclusive Maria Hill figure and Captain America figure. It's f- over four feet long and has like it's just a giant helicarrier if you can picture it from the movie. And it looks like the it's hundred and thirty dollars and supposedly it's uh it, yeah I I can't imagine. Wow. I'm but I'm thinking just about how hard it is to carry posters around Comic Con, yeah, let alone a four that? foot helicarrier. <laughs> like the guy, even, someone's gonna have to go in, buy it, and then like run it back to their hotel before. Exactly, or even shipping it. Like if you wanted, just like what we did last year, we shipped our stuff home. Uh, yep. Like so, we didn't have to travel in there. Do that. Like uh, like I want it, but there's no. <laughs> it's like if I was there, I had no way to transport it. Oh but yeah, yeah it, it's crazy. So wow. Yeah, so they got some good exclusives this year. They, it seems like every year they up the ante, so uh, that's cool. But um, my other geek out is um, I actually – I don't know if we're covering this in the news or not, but um, should, are we covering the Arrow uh, preview in the news? We or can is that... talk about it. All right. So I watched the extended preview, um, and I I kind of – I'm mixed. I'm, I, I kind of – I liked it a lot, but there's certain things I didn't like, but we'll get into that late, more later. But I, what I did mar- geek out of, um, they had they showed Deathstroke's mask. Yes, right. that was cool. That was like a comic book geek. I wasn't expecting it at all because it was up until then. It was like kind of like oh, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, Green Arrow, CW, CW kind of soap opera. And then it's like Deathstroke's mask. All right, I'm, I'll watch it <laughs> <laughs> to see that they're actually expanding the universe is nice. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, I thought it looked pretty pretty decent, and the special effects look really good and stuff. So cool. Yeah, those are my geek outs. All right. I, well, before I get into my geek outs, I was actually kind of freaking out over the Arrow extended trailer. Really? Because I don't know. It just um, like I liked the previews I had seen up until that point, mm-hmm. And it was cool seeing Deathstroke's mask. But at the same time, just hearing the dialogue and stuff and the mm-hmm. guy who's playing Arrow, the even the voiceovers just felt very like hollow. And I don't know. It, it seems strange. Like every time someone talks to him in it, they're like, what was it like there? And he just goes cold. What happened <laughs> yes. to you on the island? A lot. Like it's it's very I'm going to be short worded just for the sake of it and be all dark and mysterious and i don't know it was, it was you know and i weird. and i agree and i actually thought the other part that kind of annoyed me was uh you know we're going to freak out but um <laughs> was the was the uh it kind of had the cw kind of like phony acting yeah. like oh you slept how was it like when you slept with uh, my sister died yeah i know with- what the hell <laughs> and i'm just like what like where did this come from i don't and it's just like really and they've got like all this like like uber like token over-the-top romance stuff i'm just like this looks like they're trying to cross like gossip girl with like like green arrow and i'm just yeah. like i don't really want to see that and is it me or like even when he says i am arrow or whatever is arrow not a cornier name than green oh, arrow yeah. i it's never so saw stupid. it's like i am arrow right I'm like you're just an arrow <laughs> even if like, he said the arrow is still yeah uh, i am cool. arrow like and just, i'm like ugh, it's weird yeah. and, and it's just i don't like how they're doing like you know oh his girlfriend is the same name as black canary but she's not black. It's, it's just, they're just like playing again and once again the one thing that freaks me out the most about it is it's uh the pilot or it was it, the, the show has been co-created by the one of the, the writers of the green lantern movie which right does not give me hope. So yeah, there's cool stuff in it, but also it's like mostly of it is like yeah, this. I mean, with the exception, like I said, the special effects and the geek out yeah. comic stuff, it looks pretty 
iffy. I'm hoping that like Smallville, it will eventually find where yeah. it needs to go because Smallville wasn't fantastic when oh, it no, started. Oh no, no, no. Like Smallville, yeah, yeah. If you go back and watch the old Smallville, yeah. Too, and Tom Welling did not have the ability to act at the beginning either. Oh, so, no. well, he was a male model up right. until he got. So, yeah. Although I do have to say it's impressive to see that Green Arrow guy like climbing up that thing with the the steel rod cool. and like going. I'm like, damn, that's that's intense. <laughs> I need to find one of those and try. And oh yeah, work I lied. Out like I got that. one more geek up. <laughs> oh okay, go for it. Uh, the Wreck It Ralph uh, teaser trailer. Which oh was yeah, that was so awesome. hilariously awesome. Yep, I I, I love it. Uh, just the fact that it has like um you know like Zangief and like <laughs> Bowser and the ghosts from Pac Man. It <laughs> yeah. just it looks so great, and the story just looks. It, I I can't wait. It Is looks, Zangief it looks a villain? I didn't think he was. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really ever think they've really portrayed him either way. Yeah. I mean, in the in the live action Street Fighter movie, he was portrayed as a villain. Oh, okay. so I guess that's where they're going. Or so, but in the game, it was never really defined, I guess, what he was, really. So Yeah, that movie looks great, though. I agree with yeah. you. That's awesome. Uh, all right, Geek Outs. I have, uh, uh, what is it, an elliptical trainer that Anna was talking about uh, a while back. She had said that she got, and I actually bought the same exact model because uh, she was hyping it up. And I was like, that sounds really cool. It's a nice little... Uh, self-contained unit it's not that big like you don't it's not a full-on elliptical trainer it's just like the the wheels and the pedals and stuff and you kind of balance yourself and everything but i literally park that thing in front of my tv and just watch tv while i work out now instead of just watching tv on my couch it's awesome it it works so well it doesn't take any batteries or electricity or anything it's pretty amazing yeah because there's a, there's an electronic thing that's on it, but I think you generate the power when you're yeah, pushing when you're and moving, yeah. yeah. So it's it's pretty awesome. You can even turn it around and use it as a stationary bike if you have a chair hmm. too. So it's pretty badass. And I'm gonna put a link to that up on the uh, site if anyone wants to take oh, a look at it. And great. it is an affiliate link, so if you want to buy it, <laughs> <laughs> just to put that out there. I think for legal reasons, you actually have to say that now. Hmm. Like I've been doing research, and it says affiliate stuff. You kind of have to mention that it's affiliate stuff. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> so if, if people do want to buy that through the site or go to the geekgeneration.com slash Amazon, another affiliate link. <laughs> plug, plug. Yeah, kick a little money back to the site. It's all good. Uh, my next geek out is Limbo, which I'm pretty sure you're familiar with, even if you haven't yes. played it, right? Yes. Have you played? I have not played, but uh, it looks it looks awesome. I have Limbo now. Finally, <laughs> I've been meaning to play it forever. And it is really, really cool. I'm still not done with it. Uh, it's it's a puzzle game. Like a lot of people look at it and think it's scary and this and that. And and that's the setting. But it's definitely a puzzler. And it's a really good puzzler, too. So um, the, the only weird thing is like you go into the controls and it says uh, for the whole control thing, you can't change them. And it just says like jump uh, left, right. And that's pretty much it. And normally that's not a problem, but I didn't get it for the PS3. I got it for PC and you can't remap your controls. And it has oh. it has your controls as the arrow keys. So that's really yeah, that's yeah. weird. Left, right and up and up is for jump and for like using for like that's, using ropes and stuff. And um, so that's kind of obnoxious. But yeah. fortunately, I have a Logitech gamepad. And oh. with that, there's a Logitech program that comes with that, that you can remap buttons to keystrokes. So I actually could kind of change and make it more like a PS3 control scheme, which is nice. But so for, if you're playing it for the PC, 
then I, I would recommend get a gamepad and do something similar or just buy it for your console, whatever console yeah. you have. But the reason I bought it for PC is because it came as a part of the Humble Indie Bundle 5, which I don't know if people have seen it. They've done, obviously, a bunch of these now. This is the fifth one. They're insanely good deals of independent video games. And even this one includes some things that aren't quite so independent. So they're starting to branch out. And it's nice, too, because the money goes to independent game developers as well as charity. So it's actually really nice. Um, nice. This particular pack, uh, Humble Indie Bundle 5, includes Sword and Sorcery, Amnesia, The Dark Descent, Limbo, like I said, and Psychonauts. The, yes. Yeah, the PlayStation game. I totally forgot about that game, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, Psychonauts is a part of this? Like, I would have <laughs> bought it for that alone. And the fact that Limbo was in it is awesome, too. And you you pay what you want. You could pay a buck for all this if you want to. Mm -hmm. But if you pay over the average, because it is for charity and everything, if you pay over the average, you also unlock four other games, That's which cool. are Bastion, which has kind of been out there on the indie scene and on PS3. People are saying how awesome that is. Lone Survivor, Braid, which is another big one, and Super Meat Boy, which is another big one. Wow. So there's a ton of like indie games that are not there are indie games, but they're like the top tier indie games. Mm hmm. And the average, I think, right now is like eight twenty two. So wow, if you plop down steal. ten bucks, you get yeah. eight really, really good games. That's a great deal. Yeah, it's amazing. And you also get Steam codes for it too, if you want to download it through Steam oh, nice. instead of it. And it's all DRM free. Like they don't care. It's it's fantastic. It's the coolest thing ever. And that they've already awesome. made like three and a half million dollars or something with it. Wow. Yeah. But this particular, they are limited time bundles. This one goes until this Thursday. At 7 p.m. is when it ends. So if you want to get this bundle, get it before then and just go to humblebundle.com to pick that up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, really cool. Uh, last geek out. Franklin and Bash is back on. Woot. So happy. I love Franklin and Bash. Uh, started. It's only one season so far. Season two started last week. It is on Tuesdays, 10 p.m. on TNT. Uh, I think we talked about it before, but for anyone who might be a new listener, it's a uh, lawyer show starring uh, Mark Paul Gossler from Saved by the Bell and uh, Brecken Meyer, who you might know from Road Trip or Voices on Robot Chicken. And um, the two of them are Franklin and Bash. Uh, it's it's a funny lawyer comedy and it's a little little drama, little comedy, but mostly comedy. Uh, and actually, yeah. it's kind of interesting, too, because when I first started watching it, I had no idea who Kamel Nanjiani was. He plays Pinder, who's like another lawyer, but... He lives, he's a xenophobe and, uh, and, uh, what do you call it? Uh, hypochondriac. So mm -hmm. he doesn't leave the house really. And he's afraid of like every disease. And, uh, he's also one of the co-hosts of the indoor kids on the Nerdist podcast. But oh, really, watching, yeah. Um, Interesting. but I, watching the first season, I had no idea who he was. I just saw him on mm. the show and I liked his character and everything. And now that I know more about him, I'm like, I want to support the show that much more because he's such a <laughs> cool guy. And I'm still trying to get him on here. I've communicated with him, but uh, I'm still hoping that's going to happen in the near future. We shall see. So people check out Franklin and Bash because it's good. Uh, <laughs> let's move into freakouts then. Oh, freakout! Brian. Um, crap. I don't really have one. I was going to try to think of one on the fly, but I don't really have one, honestly. Oh, okay. Uh, I can just go through mine then. Yeah. Uh, my first one was the Arrow extended trailer, but we yeah, talked I guess about that kinda, Yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. Uh, my other one is Kim Kardashian's Twitter. <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah, I saw a couple of the ones you retweeted. I'm like, what? Yeah. No. Um, normally, I would not be following Kim Kardashian. 
and I'm not from my personal or professional account, but like we mentioned a while back, I created that tweeting in bed account. And I was like, I'm sure she has all sorts of brainless stuff that I can retweet and put in bed at. Plus, if you mention people who have a bunch of followers, sometimes people uh, grab onto that and start following. So it's, it's a way to promote and get material for the tweeting in bed account. But um, just seeing some of the stuff that she tweets, like over 14 million followers this girl has. And she literally tweeted, what do you like better, steak or cake? I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I saw that's the one I saw. And I was just like, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, let's be honest. This is the girl that's only claim to fame was she was in a uh, celebrity sex tape. And mm-hmm. that was like her claim. She has no discernible talent of any sort. Right. Yet she's some sort of celebrity in our society, which really is kind of screwed up. So Yeah, it just drives me crazy because... She's famous for nothing, yep. yet there are so many people out there, ourselves included, like, that are yep. creating actual content and doing things creative, not just marketing our bodies and yeah. uh, uh, the fact that we're kind of whores in a way. But <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> it's 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 just oh, it just drives me crazy. It's a reminder of the state of this country. And it yeah, just I mean, it, depresses yeah, it's, me. It's, it's really their whole family. It's just like the sister. It's like none of them are talented. It's like, why are you wasting? It's like, and I hate to be like, you know, really mean, but it's like, there's such a waste of, on, on, of society. Like they're doing nothing to help anyone. Right. They're like vapid, like stupid, like clueless people from everything you read or see about them. Like, was she married? Like, I don't know, like, six weeks or whatever like yeah. still, like something stupid like and everyone follows her every move and it's like why do you care she's like it just really worries me that so many young people are like infatuated with their celebrity which kind of concerns me yeah and i've heard people on tv shows here and there be like oh well my hero is kim kardashian i'm like <laughs> you've got to be kidding me you need to start reevaluating your goals in yeah. life if that's your hero and the people you're looking up to yeah it's unbelievable but yeah, those are my only freakouts. Any others before we uh, take a break? Nope. Okay. Well, leading into the break, I uh, haven't done one of these in a while, and I feel like I've been slacking on it, but it's more uh, lack of time than anything that I have. But I have another obscure movie review from the super fan Chris Tong. Sweet. So let's play that right now. This is Obscure Movie Reviews with your host, Chris Tong. This week I watched Princess of Mars. It was released in 2009, is not rated, and has a running time of 93 minutes. Starring Antonio Sabata Jr. and Tracy Lords. John Carter is some kind of lone soldier in the Middle East who looks at everyone through the scope of his rifle until one day he gets shot up and the government decides to reconstruct him to another planet. Naked and surrounded by hostile aliens, John Carter must fight for survival as aliens try to kill him and or make him eat bugs. This movie has some of the cheesiest special effects I've ever seen. There were also some wobbly masks and tusks on all the Tharks. The acting in this movie was horrible, all around horrible. This was just a very low budget version of John Carter, which was released in 2012. It looks like this movie was filmed in a local desert and the rest in some old refinery. Save your time and money and just watch John Carter. I give this movie 1 out of 10. Hey Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. 
Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is John Schneider. You know, the, uh, the Bo Duke guy or the Smallville guy, Jonathan Kent. And you're listening to The Geek Generation. That's not my generation. That's your generation. Hey, everybody. We are back, and uh, we're going to jump into the news, and uh, we have some other things to discuss, too. Before we go into it, though, you weren't here, Brian, a couple episodes ago when I was freaking out over Ultimate Spider-Man. And I really want your take on the cartoon because I'm pretty much done with it. I'm actually almost done an article as uh, uh, giving the top five reasons why I'm done watching Ultimate Spider-Man. But I'm curious what your take on the show was. You are 100% correct, sir. How, how did you make it through more than one episode? Um, I DVR'd the first three episodes and I watched the first episode and I was like, all right, this can't be, you know, it can't be. No, that that this is not. They're trying way too hard. Okay, this might be good for like six or seven year olds. Oh God, this is bad. And then I'm like, yeah, this can't this can't be bad. I mean, Bendis is involved in Paul Dini. Nope, nope, this is fucking terrible. And the second episode was even worse. And I think I think I saw the Venom episode, yeah. and I was just like, okay, it's better than the other two, but I can't watch this. It's it's not good. And the fact that they just renewed it for a second season, and I mean. I guess if you take it at value of if it's for kids, it's then definitely for kids. I guess it's okay, but it just feels so it tries and trying so hard and it's got such talented people involved. I don't understand it. And Spider-Man is such, they made him into this wacky, like yeah. Looney Tune, like breaking the fourth wall, every five second character that is just impossible to get into. There's no character development. Yep. It's all just like, weird joke after weird joke and i'm just like all right i can't watch this yeah save, save your time and watch avengers earth's mightiest heroes which now um we found out is going to be canceled because oh good marvel hates us no and they're <laughs> going to make an avengers assemble cartoon that's going to be associated with ultimate spider-man so i'm assuming it's oh, going to be God. just as bad <laughs> lovely uh, hopefully it won't have that weird just horrible like add humor going on though yeah it was just like i don't understand like it really is probably the biggest disappointment of a long time because like we had been hyping it so much and we and it looked you know, great coming out of uh new yeah. york comic-con yeah and it's just i it's, it's a failure to make a show like i mean look, we, obviously we've talked many times there's just you can make a show like young justice or you mm -hmm. know i hate to use dc examples batman the animated series just like that are kids will enjoy but also you know, people any age can enjoy, right. and yet this show is definitely just for kids. I can't imagine anyone, out, you know, above the age of like eight getting anything out of the show that would be like wanting to watch it. It's interesting too because we're clearly not the only ones who have this. There's actually a group of fans online who are re-editing the episodes and taking <laughs> out all the cutaways and 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 putting those online for people to download and watch. And I've watched one of them. It's better. It's yeah. still not a great series though, even with all that stuff pulled out. Yeah, everyone, anyone, do yourself a favor. If you want to see a great Spider-Man animated cartoon, hunt down Spider uh, the Spectacular Spider-Man from a couple years that ago. That was great. Which is by the creators are doing Young Justice now. It's a fantastic TV show, and it should have not. It should have lasted longer than two seasons. Totally agreed. It, it started off a little in the first season, but it definitely yeah. found its legs in the second. Yeah. So yeah, that was much much better. Okay. So yeah, no, you're way on, you're right on line. Uh, good, good. Okay, I'm glad to do that. I was I was worried we were gonna have a big disagreement on that one. No. But, okay. Uh, all right, let's take a look at some new stuff then. Uh, the Avengers. To give a little box office uh, office update here, 
the North American total for the Avengers is up to $572 million. It has passed the Dark Knight to take the third spot in the all-time domestic box office, only trailing behind Titanic and Avatar. Well frickin' done. Yeah, amazing. I would never, in my wildest dreams, thought that was possible. Yeah. (laughs) It also took the third spot on the worldwide box office list, uh, surpassing Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, close to reaching $1.4 billion internationally. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. We all knew it was going to be big. <laughs> we didn't know it was going to be a juggernaut. <laughs> Not to make another comic book reference or anything. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just, un- like, uh, I-, I honestly, I didn't think it was going to be able to beat Dark Knight. And, uh, you know, it, but it, the fact that, it, you know, Obviously, it's not gonna. I don't think it's. I don't think it's possible to reach. Um, you know, Avatar and and um, it Titanic. won't at this point. No, it's like a hundred yeah. million away from. But dear Lord, like that is you know that is just crazy. So now yeah. I'm interested to see how Iron Man three is gonna do. Like, do they do the same people come back to see an Iron Man movie, or is it just purely because there were so many of the heroes together and it was such a big event? Like, yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think Iron Man three is gonna do that obviously that well it'll do good but not that well but i'm just curious to see if this sets like a new trend for marvel movies but um yeah it's it's incredibly insane how good this movie did yeah (laughs) yeah it's 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 absolutely amazing and for people thinking that dark knight rise is gonna beat the avengers it's not be realistic it's not there's no 3d release attached to it so well people are still there's and and i'm not like i said a couple maybe two weeks ago or last time yeah i'm not trying to attack dark knight i love you know i love christopher nolan i'm looking but people are like oh no just wait till dark knight rises come out i'm like dude it's completely different it's It's not it's not the same yeah you're comparing apples and oranges yes they're both comic book movies but one is completely you know one was built up for you know over how many movies and one is just a third movie in a trilogy right you can't compare it so it's gonna do fantastically well but it's not gonna be In the Avengers range, the fact that Dark Knight is as high as it is is kind of ridiculous. I was surprised by that. I didn't realize that, but that that is. I mean, again, no, that movie is one of the best movies. Of Considering all time, again, know. there's no 3D dollars in that. That's exactly just straight. that's that's that, that's a really good. Point, I'd be actually. really curious to see the breakdown of all time ticket sales for like all movies, not just uh, monetary, because obviously money changes. You have to take inflation into it and all that. Yeah. I'd love to see a stat that was just like all time ticket sales. Because mm-hmm. that'd be curious and see how it compares to the monetary and the re-releases and all that other yeah. garbage. Yeah. Um, Clark Gregg, unfortunately, and yes, this is an Avengers spoiler, but if you <laughs> haven't seen the Avengers yet, seriously, you're not sure if you shouldn't be listening. Not yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, as we know, fan favorite character agent Phil Coulson, who was played by Clark Gregg in the Avengers, was unfortunately killed in the movie. A swelling of fan support is trying to bring the character back. By having the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent turned into the Vision, which is not something I had heard. That was kind of out of nowhere. Did, was this something you were familiar with? with uh, was going I had on? heard there was it was one of those things where people saw the movie and they're like, would be, you know, what what, what way can they bring him back? Oh, well, they could, you know, download his brain pattern into the, the Vision Android. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a stretch. But yeah. like, I mean, I, I'd heard it, but I didn't think it was in the realm of possibility. And I still don't think it's really in the realm. Of well, Greg's heard about the uh, the fan support. And he's really not a fan of the approach. He told MTV, quote, Vision is cool, but I would hate to be any AI life form. If I got to come back, I would need to still be somebody who could wisecrack because my favorite part of the job was that if anybody was going to tease anybody about their diva superhero outfit or whatever, it would be me. 
So yeah, and the Vision character is completely stoic and you know robot like. You can't. Right. So when it that's why I'm like it doesn't fit. But I, I understand people were are trying to find any way to bring him back. But yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's other ways. And sometimes I mean, doing a death like that is just the meaningful like yeah, the, exactly. to bring him back would take away from the yeah, character. Yeah, I mean, he ser- there was a purpose they. It, he served in the movie and right. you know, we went over that in our view, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's a, a point and reason. It's kind of almost, like you said, it kind of takes away from it. If they bring it back. Absolutely. Some other big news that's come out over the last couple months or so. First with Adam Sessler leaving G4 or being let Jeez. go by G4. Yeah. And now Kevin Pereira has <sighs> left attack of the show. Uh, he did his E3 stint and I'm pretty sure he's leaving G4 as well. So yeah. the two main flagpoles i guess or uh leading ships in g4 have left the company yeah it, it is really weird like the adam Sussman one just came out of nowhere the kevin prayer one i heard i think he announced on the show that he was leaving in like the end of the month and then they did his last show which actually did a really good you know tribute to him oh it's fantastic that, yeah um but and, you know it was an, an emotional ending because I'm I, honestly since i've watched g4 he's been on there so and even before it was g4 he was on there mm-hmm. and um you know, it's just weird now to see that, like, all these people, you know, Allison Hayslip, Olivia Munn, like, everyone has left pretty much. And it's just like, I, it's like a mass exodus at this point. I'm just, it's kind of sad. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, I don't know how to say the, you know, the channel's going to go under or anything, but it's right. just, it's just kind of weird to see all these people leaving. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just weird. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. So it is really strange. I mean, I, the, I feel like there's something behind the Sessler one that we oh, don't there's know gotta about. Be, there, it was very, like abrupt and it was very you know we're not gonna like acknowledge it really yeah. it was it, you know it was it was completely different and i'm pretty yeah. sure he was in the mix longer than Pereira was even oh yeah oh yeah yeah susser has been on there but he's had issues in the past where you know he had a you know he's he's said stuff that they didn't like the, the network didn't like and stuff yep. so it wouldn't shock me if something ha- i don't know anything obviously but you know wouldn't shock me with something else that happened yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where g4 goes from here i know they're gonna be bringing on uh, guest hosts for one Chris Hardwick said he'd be doing a couple weeks I think that's cool on attack of the show and that's something he did anyway yeah um, obviously he can't replace Pereira because he's got his own like media empire going on exactly so, exactly uh, they'll definitely be bringing in other people to host attack of the show and eventually they'll I assume just settle on one of those guests hosts as a permanent as replacement permanent. for Kevin but I am curious to see where Kevin and where Adam go in the future because they both are hugely tied into the industry so oh, they yeah. have a ridiculous amount of options. Yeah. And, you know, they no, they, 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 they both are fantastic, you know, guys and, you know, great at what they do. And, you know, both, like I said, are huge losses for the network, I think. So. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the Avengers, but now looking more towards the DC side, it would <laughs> seem that Warner Brothers is pushing a Justice League movie forward. Uh, they've uh. tapped Gangster Squad scribe Will Beal. And the interesting thing about this is before people go, oh, well, of course they're going to do a Justice League movie now. They actually started development on this in anticipation of the Avengers box office success, not as a reaction. So this was in the works before Avengers came out. But I guess they might just be putting more steam into it now. I think that's the I think that they're shit like, oh, let's be honest. They Warner Brothers execs saw the numbers and they're like, oh, shit, let's get this on the fast track. Yeah. And I think that's the worst reaction they could do is because if you rush something out, 
you know, you're not going to, I mean, again, like we said, Avengers was built up over six movies mm-hmm. and this, if they just rush out a Justice League movie, it should be like, oh, well, this, here's our version of the Avengers. Yeah. It's going to fail. And I don't want to be a pessimist, but it's going to fail. You know, you're already dealing with Superman and Batman. Are they going to be involved? And if so, how do you deal with, you know, recasting them? You know, it's a completely different realm of than where the Avengers was. I mean, you know, the Hulk is not, I hate this, you know, I'm not trying to, disrespect the Hulk, but he is not as iconic as Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm. You can't just plug in different actors in Superman and Batman repeatedly, which they have done. But now everyone thinks of Christian Bale as Batman and you yep. know Superman completely is different. And again, how do you bring all these characters together in a two hour movie that have never been introduced before? So Right. Right. Just, we don't it, have time to deal with uh, yeah, the build ups no, and everything. That's what exactly. all the separate movies were for for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know how they're going to really approach this. I mean, maybe I don't even know. It's so weird. It is. Maybe, maybe like, they'll like, try the reverse and they'll go, OK, well, we're going to do the Justice League movie and then we'll do split offs of all the yeah, separate. I mean, Although, it, even though they're bringing on a writer now, who's to say when they're actually looking to put oh, this out? Maybe I mean, it's years from now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago, remember when there was going to be that Justice League movie way before Marvel had. Oh, yeah, started absolutely. There was. The one with Common as Green Lantern and the yep. kid from the OC as the Flash. Yep. Like, yeah. So. And uh, Army Hammer as Batman. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I, like. I forgot about. Teresa Palmer was supposed to be Talia Al Ghul. <laughs> like, it, it went deep into characters. Wow. Yeah. That's so, crazy. um, yeah. That, and actually, we'll probably revisit some of that stuff when we get into our casting calls yeah. for uh, the Justice League movie that we're going to do in the upcoming episodes. So, that'll be interesting. Um, speaking of those characters, though, they've also hired a writer for a Wonder Woman movie. And that would be Green Lantern scribe Michael Goldenberg. So I, I don't know why they'd want to reuse Green Lantern what? writers. They're uh, yeah, that that okay. Movie was a complete bomb, and they're going to bring back one of the writers that led to this bomb. I don't understand that yet. And I'm not. This is going to sound like because I'm a Joss Whedon fan, but Joss Whedon had written them a fantastic script like five or six years ago for Wonder Woman screenplay. Yep. And they're like, yeah, we don't want it. Yet now he went and wrote and directed Avengers, and it's he's a huge you know name. And now they're like, yeah, oh, right. we got this other guy that wrote a bomb that we're going to bring in. I don't. Know. I, did they buy the script from Whedon, or did they, they just bought ignore the script it? from Whedon? And they, but they, uh, they told him that it wasn't, um, it wasn't what they wanted. But they, I guess they paid. I don't, I don't know if they actually bought it or if they just paid him. But oh, okay. I think I'm pretty sure they bought it off him. But I don't think they can. I don't know if they. I would, I would assume they're not going to use it. They so. might not, but if they have it, they could adapt it. True. Especially and say they could say, say like a, a screenplay by Joss Whedon adapted yeah, record, by yeah so, yeah yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they did that because then again it's it's using the Avengers exactly. name in a way to kind of kickstart their own stuff True. and it's I kind of like hate this because I love DC so it's no, it's, it's all just, they're so far behind yeah it's just aggravating to see that they're like <laughs> they're calling com- I mean, their, their animation red is wagon. great their comics are failing their movies are failing yeah it's disappointing. Uh, other DC Comics. There are more movies in the works from Warner Brothers and DC Comics. According to Variety, The Flash, Aquaman, Green Arrow, because, you know, there's not a series already <laughs> happening. Uh, Lobo, The Suicide Squad, and Shazam are all in different stages of development. All right. I'm going to go on a mini two-second rant. Go for it. If you can't get Green Lantern right, who's one of the easiest characters and you have a $250 million budget, how in God's name are you going to make a movie about Lobo, who no one even knows exists, and is a completely bizarre-looking alien character? <sighs> I think it's easier, honestly. Because really? Because I think from the same way that Blade 
came out of nowhere or an Iron that's Man true. came out of nowhere. If true. you have someone that's lesser known, you have less people like railing against it. Yeah, but the pro- I just I just don't have any faith in them because Green Lantern was such a bad movie. Yeah, and you know. Superman uh, and Batman, you know, Christopher Nolan, you can't go. But like after what happens now, after like, I'm worried about the future. Like after because Dark Knight Rises is already done. Like what happens now? Because they've left to their own devices. They haven't made a successful movie with the exception of the Batman movies. And God knows how long. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm not super excited or I'm actually really worried about all the ones you just mentioned. (laughs) Every single one. Pretty much. I mean, they're all come with their problems. I mean, people think of Aquaman as a joke. So how do you get a movie about a guy who talks to fishes and lives under fishies and lives under the water into an action, you know, movie? So it's, 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 it's not an easy task and they haven't exactly, um, you know, uh, blended themselves with the best writers, uh, again, again, with the exception of the Batman movies. And again, with Marvel, you have to understand each of the Marvel studio movies, they have a creative uh, kind of council who of all, you know, Brian Michael Bendis, um, Ed Brubaker, a bunch of the writers who go through all the screenplays and sort of point out helpful things or, you know, oh, no, that doesn't really. And DC has nothing like this going on where they're just sort of like they just pass off the movie stuff to Warner Brothers and just let them handle it. True. And it's just a bad idea. I agree. I think of all those properties, the most promising is oddly enough Shazam, because oh, I, I think can see Shazam being uh, yeah, I I agree because I think it's a good a good story and it's something that the general public would be interested in. It's something different. Yeah, I think they could come in and do it like a kids movie kind of idea and have it yeah. like be the Billy Bats and kids would grasp onto that like crazy, oh, yeah. like a kid that becomes a superhero just by saying a word. Exactly. Like, that's a huge draw and they could do it very comedic and then but have like like the Marvel movie caliber action scenes in there. And that would be yeah. a little something for everybody, which would be great. But you know why? Why hire us to handle that? <laughs> no, I know. And like you said, dude, I love I love the DC characters. Just it's the misman it's the mismanagement at the top all the way to the bot, just the complete mismanagement of the company. Absolutely. So until that changes, I don't have much hope for, you know, speaking of company mismanagement, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, (laughs) green lantern of earth Two, Alan Scott, uh, (laughs) is going to be reintroduced this week, I believe, or was was, it last week? It was last week week as a gay man in the new 52. I, I read the couple panels and everything. And, uh, I realize this should probably be a big deal and it's not. I don't know. <laughs> like for me, the fact that they took away Superman's red trunks is still a bigger deal than the fact that Alan Scott's gay. Like, it, it, yeah, and it's weird because they've kind of, and I'm not, this is, I sound like I'm just trying to trash DC. I'm not, they completely misled everyone because they can't on a press release saying, yep. DC comic superstar Green Lantern is gay. So everyone's like, I had a bunch of people that don't even, like read comics that casually know they're like dude green text me and go green lantern is gay and i'm like dude it's not hal jordan it's like one of the it's like it's 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 the golden age green lantern they're like oh okay and it's like they had this huge big press thing you know all media and everyone thinking it's the and, and you know it's it's you know, like why it's it's you know again like you said it's not that big of a deal if he's gay or not i don't yep. understand why they had to make this giant like Oh my God, we're like this iconic. And then it's like, oh, it's Alan Scott, who honestly is not one of the most popular characters. It's interesting, too. I mean, like that you can see how the mainstream is accepting it by things like that. Like they were talking about it on the Howard Stern show. And Howard's a casual comic fan. I mean, he's not 
crazy into it, but he understands yeah. the characters. And he they weren't even understanding the fact that Earth 2 is like a, a parallel yeah. world and it's not the same Green Lantern. Exactly. And they were trying to explain that a little bit. And he was like, wait a minute. So he's gay on this world and he's not on this world. He didn't understand <laughs> it was like a different character entirely. Yeah. And so I don't that, know. There, there lies the problem with using like legacy heroes in DC of, you know, the multiple flashes, multiple yeah. Green Lanterns. Because people don't get it. I mean, you uh, again you, you, in Marvel. There's oh, there's one Thor. There's one, you know, not yep. always, but you know what I mean. There's I know like, what you mean, yeah, yeah. So it, again, yeah, it's just weird how it got like uh, everyone thought it was just like Hal Jordan or you know, and it's like no, it, and it shouldn't matter. I mean, it matters, but, but I just thought it was very misleading the way they did it because they completely made it sound like they were making you know their main Green Lantern, which you know, you know, would be a huge deal. And no, it's like oh no, it's this Earth Two Green Lantern, yeah. And it's it's not that big a deal that they have a gay character, which people all like because Marvel's doing the the gay wedding or did yeah, the gay the wedding. Who's been he's been um, gay since the early 90s. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But honestly, been, reading the couple panels that they released from the Earth 2 book, it feels yeah. so forced. Oh, it is. Like, and that, that was my other problem with it. I have no problem with gay and Marvel. And I'm not trying to get into comic books too much, but there's that Marvel has some great gay characters, you know, in Young Avengers, a book that they put out a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, probably more than a couple of years ago, almost uh, eight years ago, they had two gay characters, a couple that were uh, Hulkling and um, uh, Asgardian, mm-hmm. and they were just a gay couple, and they were gay, and there was no giant press releases, there was no forcing, and you know, right, it, it just it happened, just happened. But yet, this seems like they're like, well, you know, and plus, it's like, okay, Alan Scott was. Uh, he was heterosexual before the Flashpoint, you know, before mm-hmm. they rebooted the universe. He had a daughter, Jade, and a son that was gay. And now, well, we've got to make him, well, now we're going to make Alan Scott gay. And I'm like, why did you, you couldn't just make a new, like, it seems, like you said, it's so forced. Like, they just doing it because let's make him gay. It's just like. Yeah, and that, the rationale was something stupid. Like, they were getting rid of his son as a character. So yeah. the fact that they were getting rid of a gay character, they were like, well, let's like, just yeah, make someone else gay like, then. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, like if you want another gay character, yeah. just make one. Why yeah. do you have to shift around? That's yeah, characters I'm that already you. exist. This company is so, and it, and it starts with Dan DiDio, who's their co co publisher. And I hate to just throw Jim Lee under the bus, but he's pretty much seems that since he started, they, they just are trying to do cheap tactics and they're trying to do shock media to try to get people to read the books. And they're screwing over their longtime fans, and they don't really seem to care. And at this point, it's beyond repairing. At this point, it will be until another regime comes in. You know, they're they're doing. You know, I I, I numerous people I've talked to have just stopped reading DC because yeah. Do you think they're going to get to a point where they decide to implode the new 52 and return to the regular continuity? It will have the, the sales numbers would have to drop a lot. And the problem is the collectors are still thinking, oh, the, these are going to, I mean, we're on issue, what, 10, nine or 10 months into it now. Yep. And then they're going to, they just announced they're going to do issue zeros in September. So I think they're going to keep doing this le- until. Wait, the they're going to do issue out. zeros in September? Yeah, they're going to do zero issues. What do you, to- what do you mean? They're going to each issue instead of an issue twelve. Yeah. It's going to be an issue zero on every title, and they're going to explain "quote unquote" the origins of these characters in this new universe that have not been explained before. And then the next month, they're going to return to the regular number. Why didn't they do that already? Because they want to fuck. Yeah, exactly. It's oh, a, it's, God. it's 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 a scummy sales scheme, dude. So again, until the bottom falls out of this, yeah, I don't foresee them going back anytime soon i mean they have so many uh, back doors that they can go back well, to the pandora i think is the one key oh, element yeah. oh, that yeah. can just shift everything yeah i mean there's so i mean don't don't quote me saying they're not going to but i think they're going to run with this as long as they can because yep. there's their there's their numbers are up so but they're just pissing off all the long-term fans interesting <laughs> so 
All right. Well, let's get off DC for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Despite rumors that we reported on, Simon Pegg, who plays Chief Engineer Montgomery Scott in the uh, new Star Trek movie franchise, is saying that Khan is not the villain in Star Trek 2. He said, quote, it's not Khan. That's a myth. Everyone's saying it is, but it's not. And um, uh, what's his name? The guy who wrote Prometheus. Help me. Damon Lindelof. Yeah, same thing he said in his interview. He's like, I can't. Say, he's like, it's not con, but I can't say it is. And, and right. like, they're doing this weird, like, <laughs> like run around, and I'm just like, what's going on? So I don't know. Well, if you're trying to keep up. a secret these days, maybe that's what you have to do. True. Is create True. just so many rumors and runarounds and redirects that nobody knows what's really going I, on. I, I actually, at this point, I'm pretty much convinced that's what it is because it's just like, so it's like, no, yeah, he is, no, no, he isn't. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, wow, I can't, okay. I like, it, they're, I think they're, they're, it's actually, it's kind of brilliant because they're making the fans get so invested now and more wanting to know if it is or isn't yep. than before. If they just say, oh, yeah, he's con or, oh, no, he isn't con. And now it's kind of like this up in the air. Well, these people say it is. And this, like, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to avoid reporting on rumors but it was pretty solidified by yeah, everybody yeah. like it was being reported as news not rumor anymore exactly so. it, well, yeah it, they had pretty much come out and then and all of a sudden they started retracting it so it's sort of just like interesting it's like all right yeah so yeah so for anyone that thought con was going to be the villain good i guess <laughs> Uh, apparently that's not the case. So we'll see who Benedict Cumberbatch really is playing. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, we'll see who he really is playing, I guess, sometime soon, maybe. More superhero movie news. It's incredible how much superhero movie news there is right, there right really now. Is it's insane. The Venom movie that is being worked on by Sony may tie into the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. Chronicle director Josh Trank is rumored to be directing the Venom movie, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, producer Avi Arad uh, from Marvel explained the bigger picture of the Venom movie, saying, quote, it's an Eddie Brock story. So that's the Venom they are looking at. That's we good. want to be as close at, uh, close to the comics as possible. But again, pseudoscience is becoming science. All these tidbits about webs, artificial webs is a huge industry now. Spider webs have unique qualities that will be huge for communications, fibers and so forth. So I guess even with the Amazing Spider-Man movie and things, they're trying to get away from Marvel's like. Marvel always tried to explain things and ground them in science a little bit, but they're trying to get away from that even mid-level like mysticism science and try and really ground it in Mm. science itself and get away from the pseudoscience, which is I don't know if I like that so much because then you're taking the fantasy element away from it. And yeah, you're making it like too grounded almost. Yeah, we want a comic booky, but uh, okay, we'll we'll let that go. Um, (laughs) Producer Matthew Tolmack said Eddie was a journalist. He had the wrong story. He got in trouble for it. He got fired. The whole essence to us for the Marvel characters is to stay close to the Bible, stay close to the emotional story, and the rest is fun. Look for the worlds to make sense with one another. Hopefully, all these worlds will live together in peace someday. It's interesting because, obviously, you know, people who've seen Spider-Man 3, Eddie Brock's character is directly link to peter parker and peter parker pretty much causes him to become venom so yep. obviously they're going to have to change it in the venom movie to something else which i don't have a problem with because honestly i don't want them to have to squeeze him into a spider-man movie again sure. but um yeah it'll be interesting to see how they come up with uh, a re of you know it's not that hard i mean you know but uh it, it's still going to be interesting to see how they tweak the origin to make it not completely related to spider-man and you know the black costume and you know all that stuff yeah Apparently, there's no um. They did kind of say there's no nods to Venom in the Amazing Spider-Man, but it's something mm-hmm. that they're thinking about in the sequels already. 
Interesting. I, yeah, they, they did say, I did hear that there's going to be some nods to some future villains yep. in Spider-Man, but yeah, I don't think Venom is going to be one of them, so yeah. Yeah, uh, and with the success of the Avengers, it's being reconsidered whether or not to have Spidey show up in a future Avengers movie. We all thought it was impossible and not mm. likely because Sony and Marvel yeah. are two separate companies, but Avi Arad also told Crave Online, quote, everything is possible. If something like that happens, it's great for Disney, it's great for Sony, if the right story comes in. We are now working on Venom first. It's our first out, so our thinking is in the right direction. Avengers, to me, was an expected success, so I never looked at it because Avengers was successful. The way to make team-up movies work is to create the raw materials, both technically and creatively, in other movies first. Team-ups can happen once you create the character, establish the CG. Otherwise, it's not affordable. So Listen up, DC. Yeah. (laughs) So the reason that Spidey wasn't showing up in the Avengers at all is because they're still... They were still developing everything for the Amazing Spider-Man movie or else it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't translate. It wouldn't be the same. And that's also the reason that uh, ABC is looking at doing that Hulk series because they could afford the CG. People like how they can afford a really great looking Hulk in a TV show. Mm -hmm. But they've already done the R&D on developing it for the Avengers and all the other movies. So that's done. That price is out of the way. It's just the animation at this point. really cool and interesting. I never really thought of it that way, but that makes complete sense. Yeah, so it's kind of the same idea here, is they want to develop Spider-Man's look and the character and the CG before Mm -hmm. they think about translating him over into the Avengers universe. Interesting. So it's not that it's definite, but it's not a closed door either, (laughs) which is all that we can hope for, really, at this point. (laughs) Um, I, I have to get back to DC for a minute, but oh, no, no. <laughs> I know this, this is actually good news, though. All right. Just as they did with the Ultimate Marvel Marathon, AMC Theaters is planning a showcase of Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy in select theaters on July 19th. Ooh. The official site is also reporting that The Dark Knight Rises will have a running time of two hours and 45 minutes. Holy crap. Making it the longest in the franchise, almost three hours. Which Yikes. is nuts, yeah. <laughs> but, and yeah, I'm not disappointed at all. <laughs> It'll be fine. The other two movies, like Batman Begins is two hours, roughly, I yeah. think. And then Dark Knight, was, Dark yeah, a Knight longer, is a little longer. So it's like two and a half or something. So all yeah. these movies will be, I don't know the price yet. Uh, tickets are planned to go on sale on June 11th at AMC's official site, which is when this episode is releasing. So you can probably go there right now. Um, I also want to point out, too, that we just started an affiliation with Fandango here at the Geek Generation. So uh, if you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Fandango, or if you go to the Geek Generation site and you click the Fandango banner on the side, you can go get your tickets that way and earn us a little kickback, too, if you plan on doing that. So uh, that would be appreciated for people that are going. But I am pumped about this, too. And this is one I can actually go to because I have the summer (laughs) off as as and it's been, teacher, yeah, so. and it's it's right up it's your it's your right up your Batman now. <laughs> I know. Although you know what, I think I'm still gonna watch them on my own. I yeah. I I don't know. Like this is really tempting to do, mm-hmm. but then again, at the same time, like I don't like going to midnight releases. Like I because it's it's a little too late. Yeah, because it's like if you figure if it starts at midnight. It's not gonna get over to like what you know, right two forty five. Yeah, which is pretty damn late. Yeah. So I, I I'm here. I'm there with you. And I, then I after trailers you. and stuff, and that is yeah. so deceptive now. Like. The times that movies start and you try to plan your day around whatever, but then you so, have to factor in at least a half hour. 
it's 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 ridiculous. And I mean, you remember, you know, obviously when we were younger, you went to the movies, you know, okay, there was no I don't remember any ads like the car ad, like there yeah. may have been one, but now they've got like the pre show crap, they've got all sorts of ads and they've yep. got like good I think Avengers I saw a good fifteen minutes of trailers the yeah. first time I saw it. Like yeah, honestly. It's, it would honestly be no ads and it would be two to three trailers top. Yeah, and, and now it's like a good Although like oh yeah a half hour before the movie you, you like you can it's come crazy. in half hour late and not miss anything like it's 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 really ridiculous at this point yeah it's but, so deceptive and it's yeah. I think there's actually like some legislation going in place about a limit or when you have to put the actual movie start time like like in the theater by this time but the movie starts at this time yeah. I think they're gonna have to start doing something like that soon yeah because that's it's crazy but the fact that they're doing this i love amc they're doing all these like really cool yeah promotion things uh recently they're actually doing one with star trek the next generation where they're going to be showing a oh, couple yeah, that, yeah. of the uh the remastered blu-ray episodes on this big screen and i'm that's gonna cool. i think i'm gonna be going to delaware to hang out with one of my friends from high school who was also a big star trek nice. fan that was like our thing in uh <laughs> growing up so we're gonna yeah. check that out which is so cool that's super cool yeah um and speaking of the dark knight franchise or christopher nolan's batman movies uh fan reaction originally when the dark knight rises was trying to figure out what their villain was the fan reaction seemed to be centered on the riddler and it turns out that wb executives had similar thoughts david goyer recently uh in an interview with empire magazine said that the studio already had their mind made up they said it's going to be the riddler and we want it to be leonardo dicaprio but apparently that didn't end up going in that direction because Christopher Nolan has the power to say F you to anyone he wants. <laughs> <laughs> but that that would have been interesting. I don't yeah, think I that's a horrible that. casting I, I, either. Intro, obviously not the Jim Carrey, uh, Frank Gorshin Riddler, right. but the you know intellectual, uh, different, obviously a Christopher Nolan type Riddler. I, I could definitely see that. I'm thrilled oh. that they're going the Bane direction, but I also would have loved to see a Nolan take on the Riddler. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I kind of actually would have preferred Riddler over Bane. I mean, I like I like Bane, and I I'm excited, but I think Riddler would have been a little cooler. And I think that was where everyone was hoping. But you know, uh, it, things happen, and you know, it's still it's gonna be an amazing movie, I'm sure. And you never, you know, there's so many, you know, it's Batman, it's a franchise. You know, yeah. how many times are they gonna they're gonna be able to, you know, you know, whatever. I'm not too worried about. The you studio know, never- exec shouldn't be too disappointed. He's still got someone from Inception to play the villain. So yes. <laughs> that's true. Half the movie is the Inception cast. It is, dude. Everyone, I'm like, wait, it's good. Just one of the subtitle Inception two. I know. It's hilarious, but I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, speaking of Damon Lindelof, like we did earlier, he is going to be working on World War Z. Believe it or not, uh, mm-hmm. World War Z was pushed back to June 21st, 2013, to accommodate extensive reshoots. Prometheus and Lost. What's that? I said that's not a good sign. No. Well, I think like you heard uh, Anna's reactions way back to the direction that the movie was going. And as a big fan of the book, she wasn't too happy with it. And maybe that's the general feeling with a lot of this stuff. Um, So Prometheus and Lost writer Damon Lindelof has been brought aboard for some rewriting. Interesting. So we'll see how uh, that ends up. I always think when you get Lindelof involved, it's never a bad thing. No, he's like no, he's like in that camp of Nolan and Goyer and people that I just trust. Yeah. Uh this is an interesting one. DC has been doing great with their cartoon and animation stuff and that's their strong point. Mm-hmm. I question this decision. <sighs> Teen Titans are returning to Cartoon Network with a new series called Teen Titan Go inspired by Warner Brothers other Teen Titans cartoon. It will again oh. feature Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy, and Cyborg with the same voice cast returning. 
and it will recapture everything audiences loved about the original show while adding laughter at the lighter side of becoming a superhero. Because apparently the first Teen Titans was not kid oriented enough. Like I didn't even like it that much because it was all just like anime jokes. I never and- honestly watched it because of that. I couldn't get past the uh, like Japanese anime type like like with the like giant like teardrops and yeah, yeah I, I couldn't get through and, that am i right that teen titans go is the comic adaptation of that series you are, cor- you are correct okay i knew it sounded familiar so apparently yeah. they're taking that title and they're going to do a new series that's even <sighs> more comedic than the original teen titans was this does not bode well for young justice because this makes me think that they're going to cut it after the second season to make room for teen Titans. that was another go. thing i was like why are they doing gonna, that when we already same, have young justice but yeah. Although it's weird. I mean, Young Justice made that major jump that I was it's not true. expecting. They jumped, true. what, like five years into the yeah, future? Yeah, five years in the future, yeah. And the team is totally different. It's almost like it's Justice League now. Yeah, it's completely changed the entire feel of the show. But I don't know. I still think this doesn't look good for Young because they're because I'm just telling the Warner Brothers execs, like, oh, we've already got a show called, oh, get rid of Young Justice. And like that, I mean, same with Marvel. They look at it in like yeah. black and white. So it, I don't know. They need to just too. rename Young Justice because after the first season, it wasn't anymore. Seriously. Exactly. And it's too bad. Like, I like what they're doing now, but I, I was very much involved and invested in what they were already doing with yeah, the first season. Yeah, I think they could have easily had another season or two in between before they did the jump. Agreed. Yeah, definitely should have waited a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the RoboCop reboot. Oh, yes. Getting some new cast members. Gary Oldman and Samuel L. Jackson are joining it, which uh, before, I mean, it was kind of the uh, RoboCop reboot. Now they're getting some heavy hitters in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gary Oldman will play Norton, the scientist who invents all the cyborg technology that they nice. use to uh, save Alex Murphy's character. And Samuel L. Jackson will play Pat Novak, a powerful TV mogul. A.K. the guy from the first one that goes, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Most likely. I can totally see him doing that. I can too. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Except it would be, I'll buy that for a dollar, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Captain America news. Anthony and Joe Russo are set this to direct the sequel. <laughs> They'll pick up where the Avengers left off as Steve Rogers continues his affiliation with Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. It's just weird because uh, for those who don't know, the Russo brothers of obviously Arrest Development fame and uh, community fame mm-hmm. seems a very odd choice to direct Captain America. They're fantastic directors. I just don't and writers. I just don't know. They're more comedic based. Yeah, I mean they're they like I said they're known for Arrest Development and community, which is just not <laughs> Captain America. So, but I mean uh, Marvel hasn't done anything wrong yet, so I mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt so far. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. So we'll just see where it yeah. goes. And someone who's primarily comedic. I mean, we've seen comedic actors go drama all the time. And who knows? Uh, John Favreau. I mean, look at yeah, John Favreau. Yeah. Was a, yeah. And actually, John Favreau has confirmed he will be Happy Hogan again in Iron Woo. Man 3, even though he's not directing this one. So he will right. return to act in it, which is good to hear. Happy was awesome in Iron Man 2. He, he was. He, he, had, he had a much bigger role in 2, and I liked it. Yeah, he's probably one of the better parts of the movie, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Transformers 4 news. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, don't even, <laughs> I'm actually going to be with you on this one. <laughs> in regard to Transformers 4, Michael Bay told Hero Complex that the fourth movie in the franchise will be his last. It will he said inclu- that about the last movie. Sorry. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, will, it, will, it will include some redesigns of the robots and an entirely new cast to hopefully set up the franchise for whoever takes over. A.K.A. he's going to hire a bu- another uh, European model or another model who can't act. Yep. And um, a bunch of stock military guys and a bunch of – and, um, yeah, like, uh, I, I just – the last movie ended with such finality. Like, you know, 
it came out so long ago. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Optimus Prime killed Megatron and killed every single bad guy that there is. There's no <laughs> yeah. left. I don't know how they make a fourth one. And he was like, yeah, I'm Michael Bay. I was like, oh, I'm done. This is my last one. And now it's like, oh, obviously money talks. And, right. You know, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah. What? Michael Bay is clearly not interested in money. I mean, we know. Oh man, him and his, uh, and I'm sure he'll be having a bunch of ladies uh, wash his car in preparation for the role because that's how Megan Fox got cast. He had her wash his car before. Absolutely. Yep. So and, that should be uh, exciting. probably the smartest <laughs> move ever. Hey, I, I can't say I would do anything different if I saw her walking <laughs> up to the casting room. Um, stars, the channel has announced that the upcoming season of Spartacus will be the conclusion of the saga. It will end after next season's War of the Damned story arc, which premieres in January 2013. Which I figured this was going to happen. Yeah, the writing was on the wall as soon as the uh, initial Spartacus uh, guy was died of cancer, right? Yeah, he passed away, and I and I think it's the right thing to do. I mean, you can't. I mean, he was such a part. I've seen the first season, and I really enjoyed it, but I never really watched past that. But. yeah, I think it, you know, like you said, the writing's on the it, it it you can't really go and I don't the, the new guy I don't think they got much people weren't as obviously enthused for and yep. you know, I think the ratings just, were you know, still good, I believe. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I I haven't seen it but I've heard good things. So yeah, but I think they're just going to and it seems a lot of shows now are doing shorter runs like especially the um, you know, the cable shows are doing mm-hmm. a lot more of, you know, we're going to end it here, which is good. I mean, they at least know when they, you know, if they give it a good wrap up then that's fine. Right, NBC. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck NBC. Sorry. Uh, before we go, two quick release dates to mention. There is a release date set for X-Men First Class, the sequel. Uh, July 18th, 2014, which unfortunately is a little longer than I was hoping for. Uh, there are rumors that it's going to be called X-Men Days of Future Past. Which, if it is, is going to be crazy. And for those who don't know, Days of the Future Past is the famous X-Men storyline from the 1970s where... The first time ever, they flashed to the future, mm-hmm. and um, they had you know the entire human race was uh, the mutant race was being hunted, and there were sentinels everywhere, and you know Wolverine got killed in like three panels. And I'm wondering if they do this, does this mean they get to flash forward and use some of the older X Men actors? Right. Like they, you know, is that oh that'd be kind of cool? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just speculating. I have no idea, but yeah, uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting if they end up using that name because that opens it up to a whole nother different kind of movie. So. Yeah. And that, uh, that was the name of the first multi-part, uh, of the nineties X-Men cartoon. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was in the first season. I don't know if it was the first. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the third. Yeah. It was a three part or two part. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of introduced the series. Yeah. So, uh, that whole Sentinel storyline, that was a big deal. And they did it really well in that cartoon too. Yeah. So uh, seeing Sentinels on the big screen would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, they showed it one briefly in the Danger Room in X Men Three, but I don't yeah. count that. <laughs> Wait, what? What? There was a third X Men yeah, movie. There wasn't. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Uh, and finally, a release date has been set for the sequel to Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is May twenty third, two thousand fourteen. The sequel will be titled Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Makes sense. Yeah. I still haven't seen the last. I still haven't seen it, but I heard so many great things about it. So it was. My, my, it was pretty good. I would yeah. watch it. Uh, just for the performance of Andy Serkis alone as yeah. Caesar, that was amazing. When you watch it, just remember too, like maybe it'll maybe it'll take you out of the movie. I don't know, but just remember that all the apes in it are people. People are doing the motion <laughs> capture yeah. for yeah. all of it, which is so amazing that's, to think about. Cool. Yeah, that's the most impressive part is the fact that they had all these people in like literally stilt 
costumes so they got their arms longer and they could walk like the apes and that's really cool. really amazing i would love to watch just more and more behind the scenes stuff on that because it was a fantastic process so i just want to mention one quick news bit before yeah we go. go for it um, because I don't think we hit this last week. Uh, they came out the real reason they have pushed G.I. Joe into March next year. Or, yeah, March next year. Mm-hmm. As um, apparently, in the, sc- the test screenings they were showing, um, Channing Tatum's character Duke gets killed off yep. very early in the movie. And I guess people were not happy with this. I don't know if the females were most of the fa- – I don't know. But they had a huge backlash. And so the real reason is they're going back to reshoot – this part of the movie so they can bring Duke back and probably not kill him. And they're going to have, they want more of him and the rock teaming up for most of the movie. So they're looking at extensive reshoots coming up, which also may cause problems for the rock because he is contracted to wrestle at WrestleMania. And mm-hmm. this could put uh, a kind of hole in that plan. So he's trying to work out the logistics of it, but not yeah, to mention so he's already moved on to other movies too, as has Channing exactly. Tatum. It's, and- it's, so it's, it's, it's really weird. It's like, you know, uh, they're taking it. So they gave the excuse of 3D, which we knew was BS, but mm-hmm. this is the real reason. So it's interesting. It's strange and, when they do that because it's very clear that whenever they do that and they get rid of a major character that early on because Channing Tatum is bigger than the G.I. Joe franchise yeah. now. So clearly he just didn't want to be in it anymore. Exactly. So who it's cares? Like, you know, yeah. What yeah. studio has ever cared? They're like, well, he's he doesn't want to do these movies anymore. That's yep. just the way it is. They're going to have to give him a crap load of money, I would yeah. think. So it's 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 going to be a huge disaster. I mean, honestly, the toys are already out. The trailers are out. The merchandise is out. It's going to be in, it's coming out in March. So it's, you know, it, I'm sure Hasbro's rip shit because Paramount Pictures is the one who decided to do this. There's nothing to do. And they even cut the director. The director didn't even have a say. They're just like, no, we're, we're we want it to be reshot. And the director's like, it's already like, it's just it's it's a mess. So wow. it's, it's a giant mess. This so. is going to be That's really it. interesting to see all this yeah. play out. We have a year to just. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, well, before we go, any uh, final thoughts or something you want to plug? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Xander Hodge. You can find me on Facebook. And um, if you want to listen to my movie podcast, um, it's called Isle of the Dam, and it's at movienoise dot uh, com slash Isle. Alrighty. Uh, please go to thegeekgeneration.com. When you are there, there's a button on i or to get to iTunes. If you want to subscribe to the show there or rate the show and write a review, we really appreciate those reviews. They do help us out tremendously. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you'd like us to discuss on a future show, and you'll notice that there was no listener feedback this episode <laughs> because there was none to read. Nothing. Even after the summer movie preview, nobody apparently wanted to give their take on the things that they were looking forward to watching. Ooh. Yeah, that, that we always get feedback on that one. Yeah. I don't know. People are sitting on their hands or something. I don't know. Um, you can send all your feedback to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter. Or you can leave a voicemail, which we love, to 508-316-9787. Also, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, you can get your tickets for movies through thegeekgeneration.com slash Fandango. And as always, please use thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon when you're making your purchases on Amazon, and that will help us out and won't cost you guys any extra money, which is always nice. Uh, as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will be back next week with, hopefully, our discussion of E3 and a special guest. If not, that will be coming up very soon. We're also going to be taking a look at upcoming fall TV previews. So be ready for all that stuff in the near future. We will see you guys later.
make it so.